Um, just really proud of the guys for fighting and staying with it. Um, they clearly understood our concern as a staff about how um, a game with Air Force can, can turn into a rock fight, not only the last time we played them a couple weeks ago, but um, that, that it's not going to change. You know, they're, they're going to run their stuff, they're going to cut hard no matter what you do. Um, I felt like we guarded them in the first half of both games incredibly well and, and things just don't change. They, they still cut hard, they still pass, and the guys just did a great job of, uh, of sticking with it, not putting their head down. And uh, you know the, the focus and attention was on the defensive side, and and it uh, ended up ended up with a win. Yeah, I think it, you said it perfectly. It's just another weapon. Um, unfortunately, you know, with the with the day of rest, uh, but uh, you know, it, it's somebody. It's a fresh body. Um, he's. I know he's going to be itching to get out there. I mean, if you know Keyshawn at all, he's probably it's probably even going to be hard to talk to him until the Boise game because he's going to be you know wanting to get out there so bad. So. Uh, it, 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 like you said, though, it's a, it's another body. It's another guy that's going to go compete. It's another guy that wants to win games. So um, uh, we look forward to getting him back. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. So the running Rebels got a win over Air Force, and my favorite stat is still true. We'll see if it holds on today that the last eight Mountain West tournaments, UNLV is 4-0 against Air Force and 0-7 against anybody not named Air Force. They played Boise State today. They could snap that unfortunate run. EJ Harkless, though, 35 points, the fifth most in Mountain West tournament history, was his career high, and UNLV beat Air Force in overtime he saved Kevin Krueger's job. That's not happening. He's fine. Well, yeah, because Harkless not saved happen. it. Because Harkless happening. saved it. No. If Harkless doesn't have 35, uh, we're having a different conversation no, this morning. We might I be. I told you. There's no such thing as a bad win. Oh, we're doing this again. <laughs> yes, I wrote that this morning. We're doing this again. This morning. A win There's is no a win. Such, a win is a win. There's no such thing as a bad win. Oh, my God. Especially in March. It was a horrible win. No, especially in March. A not win a, is a win. Not win a, a win. single person you, enjoyed Danny. watching that. Thank you, Danny. No one liked watching that game. I enjoyed it. I was there. <laughs> uh, press row. I don't even think EJ Harkless's family enjoyed that. He had a career-high <laughs> 35. They're probably yelling at his teammates, like, why can't you guys do anything? Why don't you like rock fights? Because they're horrible. Why don't you like rock fights? If it was They're not pretty. If they were good teams, sure. I can watch some good defensive teams. Air Force and UNLV are like bad. They're it's a bad rock fight. It's like a rock fight, but you keep missing the guy you're trying to hit the rock with. You're throwing pebbles? Yes, and you still miss. That's what it looked like. Terrible game. Second time they've played Air Force, and it's just been horrific, and nobody wants to watch it. It's a nightmare. Fortunately, they play a good team tonight, so UNLV will play better. They might lose, but they're going to play better because it's not damn Air Force out here. Nightmare game. Can Harkless do that again? Ooh, 35? I don't know about 35. Can he do 25? Might be able to do 25. That kid's really good. That kid's a really good player. His last four, he's averaging 25.5 on 18 and a half shots per game, which are both fairly ridiculous numbers because that's really good efficiency, but it's also the state of UNLV at the moment. Harkless has to take basically 20 shots a game for UNLV to have any sort of chance offensively. And if he doesn't, I don't know where they're getting shots from because nobody else on this team is very efficient, right? They can get like Webster can knock down some threes and stuff like that, but... 
where else would they find offense from? Like if if EJ Harkless doesn't go for thirty, I think you just named the guy Webster. Yeah, I think you just named the guy. The problem is he doesn't create his own offense. His is a I catch and shoot three or occasionally catch and drive because my the closeout's too too aggressive. But like Keyshawn Gilbert will be back from suspension. He's the second best offensive creator on the team, but we've talked about it. Third highest turnover rate in the Mountain West, and his three point shooting in conference play I think is twenty five percent. He could play well, but more more than more often than not, we've seen him play poorly in conference play. Jackie Johnson's Johnson's gotten some more minutes. He was really good in Luis overtime. He had a double double yesterday. He keeps shooting threes. They got to tell him to stop. Jackie had a few deep ones. He did. <laughs> My, the, yeah, I was thinking of you the, when he did that. I'm like, Tyler said he was going to pull up from thirty five. The, the best one, Kevin. He's dribbling, and Kevin Kruger is yelling at him to run a play. And he just pulls up and shoots it from like 25 feet. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Love that guy. Um, so yeah, I don't know where they get more offense from. Like, they're not going to beat Boise State, Utah State, and San Diego State or whatever combination it is to win the title with EJ Harkless taking 25, 20 shots and scoring 35. Like, that's a, he's not going to be able to do that. Three straight games against three good teams. Somebody else is going to have to score in at least one, if not all three of these games, if they're going to win them. Mm-hmm. And I don't uh, know where it comes from. But you don't think it can't come from time. I mean, it, it, can't, it can definitely come from some. We've seen it. Yeah, we've seen Keyshawn Gilbert have good games. We've seen Jackie Johnson have one good game. We've seen Keyshawn Hall have some good offensive games. Now, defensively, massive liability. But, like, it's there. Luis Rodriguez and Justin Webster don't really create their own shot. They're more of a somebody else created it and they benefit from it, but you could get 20 from Luis Rodriguez. You could get 20 from Justin Webster if he gets enough threes up, but you can't really count on that because Harkless still has to create it for those two guys. It's just hard to see. It's hard to see it happening once, to be honest, and it's hard to see it happening three times in a row, but they're going to need it. They absolutely, they, Harkless can't, if Harkless does that three more times, it, it's the greatest run in the history of the Mountain West tournament. Like that would sure. be unbelievable yeah. if he did not even 35, if he just puts up 20 something in three straight games and, and is, they win, it's the greatest the run in the Mountain West tournament yeah. history. Like, but so I don't think he'll be able to do that. I will say he took 18 free throws yesterday. Most he's taken in the game so far this year. Air Force wins that game. If they don't foul EJ Harkless on jump shots. He's really good at creating contract when he's driving to the uh, rim, but two, two threes, two threes, and one mid-range yes, jumper he got right, fouled on yesterday, right. and all three of them were fouls. This wasn't like he no, baited them; like no, they, they were, were legitimate fouls. fouls. One of them maybe should have been on the floor because it was the Kevin Durant where you rip through and then go into your shot right. when the defender's hand is sticking out. And I thought in college that's supposed to be on the floor, but they called it on the shot. Whatever. He still got eight free throws. From just jump shots, right. which is an insane amount. And if they don't get those, if Air Force doesn't just run into him when he's taking a jumper, Air Force probably wins that game because that's eight free throws in a game that went to overtime. So we'll see. The other fun part, Cam Burrist. Walk-on Cam Burrist was on the floor in the final two minutes of a one-possession game and in overtime. Uh, Kevin Kruger was doing offense-defensive subs late in that game with Jackie Johnson for offense, Cam Burrist for defense. But what that meant is that Cam Burris was ahead of Jordan McCabe, Shane Noel, and Keyshawn Hall. Basically, those three guys got benched for walk-on Cam Burris. David Mawaka was fouled out, so he well, couldn't have played Well, let's give some anyways. credit to Cam Burris. 
You know, I doesn't mean, play essentially the entire season. Okay, comes in randomly against Nevada. Still can't figure out why Kevin Kruger decided last game of the regular season, let's go to the walk on, and was good. Right, wasn't a massive Guarded negative. Nevada's second best player, and then in the Mountain West tournament, it, your seat, your season is over if the last minute goes poorly, and Kevin Kruger's trusting Cam Burrist over three scholarship players. It's kind of unbelievable at this point that Cam Burrist is getting those minutes. Andy hit a pretty big three in he the did. second half. Yeah, he did. Because Air he Force did. did the same thing Nevada yeah. did in the second half. They said, we're not guarding him. Right. If he's in the game, which you should still probably do, to be honest. If he's in the game tonight, Boise State should probably just leave him alone and go double Harkless. But they said, we're not guarding him, and he knocked down Another a three, three, which I would do again. I mean, good for him. Yeah. What's Kevin Kruger's best lineup? Harkless, <laughs> Harkless, Harkless, <laughs> Webster, uh, Milwaukee, um, Luis Rodriguez. Thinking off the top of my head, positions. It's pretty good. Um, Two guards, a power forward, and a center. Okay. Jackie Johnson? I don't know the answer. And I think the problem right now is I don't know if Kevin Kruger knows the answer. Like, he's had to use so many different combinations late in this season. Some because of injury, some because Keyshawn Gilbert's suspended, but also because guys haven't played well. I mean, their their final, their closing lineup last night was EJ Harkless, Justin Webster, Luis Rodriguez, Vicky Waco, because Milwaukee was in or had fouled out. Milwaukee fouled out. And then a combination of Jackie Johnson and Cam Burris. That's the starting lineup. Shane Noel was in the starting lineup. Jordan McCabe, McCabe was, was in the starting, starting lineup. lineup. They got benched for a walk on. I don't know that. Anybody knows what their best lineup is going into the quarterfinals of the Mountain West Tournament. Keyshawn Gilbert should probably be in the best lineup, but hasn't played that well to end the season and is now coming off ha- essentially no, having not played in, in two I think games. He should be in the best lineup or so the starting lineup. I, I, I'm fascinated to see if they're in a close game late, who's on the floor. Because again, they just played a Mountain West Tournament game with a walk on on the floor right. when they didn't have to. I mean, there were three scholarship players that could have played that they didn't use. And by the way, I would say one other thing. Vicky Waco was excellent in that game on yeah, defensively. He, he yes, blocked he five shots yeah. and had a steal. UNLV was plus nine when he was on yeah. the floor. Phenomenal defensive game from yes. him. That's the defensive player that Kevin Kruger has talked to Victory Waco up to be since he got here two years ago. And the issue is he's hasn't really done that very often. right? We haven't seen that defensive dominance from Victory Waco. So I wouldn't expect it again tonight. But if he does that, he's in their best lineup. If he's sure. that defensive player, he's absolutely in their best lineup. But we've only seen it a couple of times. Um, they play Boise State tonight. Uh, first off on the Boise State side, uh, Bracket Matrix has Boise State in 100% of the brackets that people put out there. And their average seed is 9.5. So they're good, right? They're in. I think they're. I think them and San Diego State are in. So they're in. They're. I think, they, I think San Diego State and Boise are in. And the other two... Are playing for playing to get in, right? Utah State, Nevada. And Nevada. So I think playing to get in. This game, I don't want to say it doesn't mean anything, but this game is not the most meaningful for Boise State. No, but you know, Rice will tell them it is. Right, right. He'll tell them it is. You know, don't don't leave anything to chance. You know, you don't want to lose to these guys in the quarters and let the committee have some time to think about it. Yeah. Um, I think they play well. I think both teams play well, actually. I think the Rebels play well, too. Well, UNLV plays better against every team in the conference not named Air Force. Right. Like, again, they don't win very often, but they at least play better. 
Uh, here's the interesting stat for you. Three times this year, EJ Harkless was held below 15 points in Mountain West play. Two of those came against Boise State. In the two losses. Yep. Uh, 12 points and 14 points against Boise State. The Broncos have the second best defensive rating in the Mountain West. If that is uh, the matchup, if that's the true matchup that Harkless is going to struggle against Boise State, this this game's over. Well, yeah, if he's scoring 12 and 14 yeah. and they can't get offense from other people. Game's over yeah. before it even starts. So that'll be, Who's, I think, the big I, problem. I don't think he does that. I think he plays well. And I'm not saying he's scoring 35 again because Boise's good defensively. They are. Second best. Yeah. So, but. yeah, Boise State wins. I think Boise State wins. Danny, what's the line? Five and a half. All right. I'm glad you knew that off the top of your head. Boise State wins and covers. I'm going with Kevin Kruger. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Going with Kevin Kruger. It opened at three and a half and has gone towards it Boise. It opened at three and a Wait, half. Jumped two? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Well, three and a half's nothing. No, but it jumped up to five and a half. Yeah, should, should jump up to ten and a half. And just for reference, Boise won here by I think fourteen or sixteen in the regular season, and beat UNLV by four, by four in, in Boise. Boise. Were you at that game, Danny? Yes, I was. You got on the plane that time? No. Uh, well, that was the one that uh, we had to take uh, the commercial plane back the next uh, day. Had all the equipment. Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a lug. Well, I, lug I all that stuff around. checked all that. Is that Boise Airport is about the size of this Lotus Broadcast Studio? I was from check in to my gate in about two and a half minutes. Yeah, those are the best airports. Uh, Book it. It's not even a hot take. You know he's going to win. Before we go to break, that's not. How is that not a hot take? It's, it's not it's because I'm so sure of it. They I'm haven't so been to the semis since I, 2014. I'm telling you, you know why? Because you're going to stick me with the 9 o'clock game tomorrow night. This is why. <laughs> They've this is the been reason. in this situation before and this not played in the 9 o'clock game. <laughs> this is the reason. You're going to be fine. <laughs> uh, Danny, before we go to break, did you bet the under on UNLV Air Force? You did not bet it. Okay. All right. Good job. You should have because it was clearly under. Yeah, I I thought it was going to. I mean, they combined for 46 points in the first half yeah, and then 102 yeah. in the second half in overtime. And then neither team decided to miss a shot in overtime. Yeah, they I started the second half too. They were on fire. Yeah. All right, good job not betting it. But under was uh it was an easy under. Easy under. Overtime stupid. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs. I'm also a guy that I believe in things like eye contact and hard work and character and accountability. And these are the things that the way I live my life and the way we'll build the program here uh, quickly. I don't believe that this is a rebuild job. This is not a rebuild job. This is a build job. This is one of the most historical, best basketball programs in the history of college basketball that's on good grounds right now and look forward to being the guy that takes it to the next level with the help from a lot of good people and great players. Hey, that was Chris Beard. Remember oh, him? remember those. Remember that press conference. He's done so many introductory press conferences. Yeah. You might have another one. Um, Ole Miss has Your had school. multiple conversations with Chris Beard, according to Jeff Goodman. Ole Miss fired Kermit Davis earlier this season. Uh, if you don't remember, Chris Beard was fired from Texas. Beard was accused by his fiance of biting, hitting, and strangling her. Uh, but the felony charges against Chris Beard have been dropped after his fiance recanted, recanted it. her story. So Beard is not going to be in any legal trouble, but Texas had already fired him. 
uh, with cause. And now, Ole Miss might hire him. Okay, you're the guy. You went to Ole Miss. What do you think? Do I do I have to give my opinion on this? This is Bischoff's briefs. You should probably give an opinion. <laughs> yeah, I'd prefer if Ole Miss wins basketball games. So, okay. Uh, oh, Chris wow. Beard. <laughs> wow. Okay. The fiance think about that. Uh, yeah. Come on. I don't want to say it too loud. And she went but... to Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, win basketball games so we can... Mm. Bad people. He it's will okay. do that. I mean, Hugh Freeze was the football coach there too at one point, <laughs> so he's not there anymore. He but will win you basketball games. It's going to be a great two years, and then he'll be gone for a bigger job. And then he'll jump again. <laughs> yeah, because after two years, you know, you reinvent the uh, personality and the character and all that. That's and right. All of a sudden be you... rehabilitated. Yes, and a big job will be willing to take him on. The uh, Louisville was the other team. I don't know if they ever met with them, but Louisville was the other team rumored to be like, oh, Louisville should go after Chris Beard too. Cause Kenny Payne struggled a little. Yeah, they haven't been very good. But um, yeah, I'm not uh, not thrilled, but uh, if Ole Miss is winning basketball games as opposed to being the 13 seed in the SEC tournament and the head coach is not a good person, I'll be okay. You'll be all right? Yeah, I'd prefer to watch him in the NCAA tournament than... Have them eliminate. They got to win like six games to win the SEC from tournament. Sum, from, from a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly fine with that. So, yeah, right. let's bring him around. It'll be maybe it's not even two years. Maybe it's well, one year. Well, look at it this way: she recanted the story. <sighs> Jesus, yeah. Why'd she recant it? I don't uh, know. I don't know. Uh, I am fascinated to hear his introductory press conference at Ole Miss, though. Do you people at Ole Miss have regents? <laughs> <laughs> Is no. he going to have to deal with regents? There's no board of regents. There's no board of regents there that have to approve Chris, Chris Beard's Beard. contract. <laughs> Didn't do that meeting. That was we'll never forget that. They just sign him to whatever they want to sign him to, and they'll be perfectly fine. Um, the other college basketball news. Uh, I put Mark Davis in yeah, here. Yeah, I, I was thinking. I'm like, uh, man, was he at Texas Tech? <laughs> I put Mark Davis in the rundown. Mark Adams has resigned as the head coach of Texas Tech. He was suspended, mm -hmm. and the Texas Tech statement about his suspension said that he referenced a Bible verse about slaves when talking to a player. Jeff Goodman tweeted that multiple players told the Texas Tech administration they wouldn't come back. They would not come back if Mark Adams came back as head coach. We said this the other day. He was, you know, he was a. Uh... Dead man walking after they suspended him. Right. There's no chance he was coming back. The suspension combined with the uh, little bit of detail, more than we usually get, but the little bit of detail about him referencing a Bible verse about slaves it basically ended it right there. Yes. Right? yes. So he resigns, and there's now two jobs in Texas that are technically open, although Texas might... I think Rodney coach. Terry's done a pretty good job. Might have their coach yeah. because Texas didn't really. They didn't fall off yeah. when Chris Beard left. They've been good to go. So there's a little bit of your college basketball. In the world of soccer, first off, uh, Mbappe and Messi got eliminated from the Champions League yesterday. PSG lost to Bayern Munich. Two games against Bayern Munich did not score a single goal. It's not very good when you have uh, Mbappe and Messi on the team. Uh, so far, Chelsea, AC Milan, Benfica, and Bayern Munich have advanced the or to the quarterfinals. But the more important soccer story of the week, Philadelphia Union in the CONCACAF Champions League, they played a game in El Salvador. And the game was delayed at one point because a dog ran on the field. I love that. We're dog people. <laughs> Good for the dog. Was it a bulldog? It was not a bulldog. Darn it. Uh, dog runs on the field, goes straight for the soccer ball. 
obviously. Oh, beautiful. And then some guy had to come and grab the dog and carry him off. I'm a little worried what happened to the dog after he got carried off. Yeah. But a game in El Salvador was delayed because a dog ran on the field. And I think we need more of that in American sports. Well, we do have lunatics who run on the field. No, no, so. we need more animals that run oh, on the animals, field. I was going to say. Like, we, we get it in baseball. Jobs. There's, like, a, a cat randomly runs on fields and squirrels. squirrels. In San Francisco. I think yeah. the cat lived there. I think that was I think that was the, the park. There was, there was a, a park, park where the cat yeah. lived, and they knew the cat lived there, and he would uh, every once in a while just run on the field during the game. Yeah. And uh, so we get it a little bit in baseball, but I think we need more of it. Random. Where'd the dog come from? Yeah. How does a dog get in? I mean... It's El Salvador. I mean, if you saw the field, you would understand. Oh, that the, I'm talking. I'm talking about you saying like American sports. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we, how would the well, dog get in? Well, uh, there's mean. breaches in security. There was. I just watched a video of two two friends who just sneak into sporting events and they just find an open gate and just walk in and then they like act like they should be there. Yeah, they like wear a suit or wear a uniform, not a bait, not a sports uniform, but uh, they just wear some sort of authoritative looking outfit. <laughs> And pretend they're supposed to be there, and they've they've gotten they've just walked on the field of like multiple football games, and been courtside for basketball games because they just there's find some, an open gate and walk like they're supposed to be there. Been some people at Allegiant Stadium I've seen that uh, might have be those there. People. Yeah, yeah they they kind of take the second look. Say, what yeah, are you wearing? How'd you get how'd in you here? Get, who, who is this? Who's this on the field? It's not nice to say about Cassie Soto. Uh, it is nice <laughs> to say about her, given she's blowing us off tomorrow <laughs> to get her hair done. She is. I thought the best radio, she said the hair would be washed at the time she's supposed to be on. I literally thought the best radio is just put a uh, cell phone up to her ear and we'll have we'll take her live while she's washing yeah. her hair. Yeah. Put it on speakerphone. Yeah. Listen, my haircuts take like, I don't know, 20 minutes. Yeah, mine too. I'm bored. I don't have anything to right. do, right? I got to take my glasses off. I can't see anything. They got TVs where I do mine. I can't watch those. <laughs> I'm incredibly bored. I'm sure Cassie's haircut's going to take like two hours tomorrow. You get the hair washed. Why doesn't? What do you mean? Do I get it washed? Don't they always do that? No. They wash your hair. Yeah, I always go over and they. they yeah, I they put shampoo that. in it. They oh. do. Uh, is this uh, not Danny. the only person that hasn't washed my hair after cutting it is when my mom cut it when I was eight. Every wow, time I've got, every time you. I've paid for a haircut, yeah, they wash it. Good they take you. you over to a little thing. No, no, I just get the haircut. No, oh. it's a it's a local shop. It's not a chain. Okay, I don't go to a chain either. You go to a barber and they wash it? Yeah. I go to a chain and they don't wash it. Do you tell them no? No, they never offer. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, like my my haircut literally takes like 10 minutes. I mean, yeah. Like I've waited longer than my haircut takes. It takes long. It just, they've never given me the option. They do put the really hot towel on the neck though afterwards and then he brings it over and like wipes my face with it. Really hot towel. Those are comforting. They put Those the hot towel on when they wash your hair. Well, uh, you not, go to a fancy place. place. Yeah, you go to a fancy place. Not at my place. I get I get it for the you know taking off the uh, the shaving cream in the back. How much do you spend on your haircuts? Oh, I can't. Even Mine say is thirty five dollars. Oh, oh, that's way too no, much. Now I feel good. Way too much. Good. With tip, 20. I'm out the door for twenty bucks. Okay, mine's twenty five. All right. All right. So Apparently mine's expensive. So for ten dollars more, you're getting your hair washed. I guess they do a little massage thing on my back too. I mean, I will admit. Wow. Like, I when I've gone to barbers, they've done that, but that's like a forty, fifty dollar whole deal where they trim my beard and shape it and everything. Nah, jeez. Did you get your hair washed when they did that? Yeah. Okay. I'm on the low end here. All I right. None of this. Coming up next, an expert in haircuts, J.R. Starkus. I must find Clyden. Yeah. No. No problem. 
Yeah, he just left his baby with two drunk dudes. Reminds me of my dad. Only thing is, one, we're not babies. And two, we're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. Cheeky bastards. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. It's never too early for him to mix up some drinks, even if it's only nine in the morning. Find out what's on tap with extreme mixologist J.R. Starkus. Follow him on Instagram at J.R. Makes Drinks. Director of Business Development, Southern Glazers Wine Spirits and Beer of Nevada. Nailed it. It's rolling yes. off the tongue too How easily it? for it's, him now. It's, it's, uh, it's too easy. Follow him on Twitter at J.R. Starkus. So give us your haircut update. So, well, I haven't. I, I cut my own hair. When's the last time you paid for a haircut? Um, J.R. Starkus is bald for people listening. Pro, I think eighth grade, maybe? Eighth grade? Yeah. Eighth grade. I, so I, I shaved my head for the first time um, in as a freshman in high school. Were you bald in middle no, school? No, 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 not at all. I have a full head of hair. Oh, full if you grew hair. it out, you grow it out? 100%. Oh. Very thick, actually. When I was um, when I was a kid, uh, my my buddy and I he, like the 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 barber like the shears, the ones that they use. It's got like a like a comb on one side when they yeah. like they broke yeah. in the hair. Your hair was so thick. thick. Yeah, so very thick hair. But when you know being younger, when I, so my best friend when I was growing up was is a football player, and he wanted because it was foot, getting ready for football season. So he asked me to you know cut his hair with like just like a a number three blade, you know, uh, yeah, attachment, attachment, right? Attachment, just go yeah. over it because he wanted to make it easier for himself when he put his head in his helmet yeah. and, you know, sweating and all that. So uh, I did it for him and I was like, do that for me. So he turned around and did it for me. And then like a week later, I said, okay, hey, do it with number two now. He's like, I just did it with a number three. I said, yeah, but do it with number two. And literally it just progressed like that until I said, I'm just going to take it all off. So I, I remember <laughs> the first day I, I, um, I didn't tell my mom or my dad I was doing it. Oh, phenomenal. I went upstairs and, you know, because it was, it was buzzed, like, you know, buzzed down with a no clip. Right. But I was going to take, like, a razor to it like I do now. And I, uh, I, I cut myself so bad, like, in 50 different <sighs> oh, spots because no. you're not familiar with the contours of your head. Right, right. So I came downstairs. I was, like, toilet paper, like, stuck to my head oh, all over, no. you know, trying to stop the bleeding. And my dad looked at me and he said, the hell did you do? <laughs> I, I said, uh, I said, well, I said it was short, so, you know, I figured I would just Shake cut it, it all the way. He's like, well, I guess I'd rather you have short hair than long hair. Okay, <laughs> and that was the end of it. You know, this so, is a freshman in high school. No, that, yeah, that, yeah, that was a freshman in high school when I did that. So I've been, I've shaved my head every single day since I was a freshman in high school. I'll be forty-five this year. Wow. So yeah, I, it's it's just part of my routine. Now I have the contours down. So, but now my, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter now. Exactly and and, and much like you, it takes me you know five minutes to do it. You know, just because right. I just put the shaving cream on and knock it off. But you know, I have to do it with like a um, like a cheap disposable razor first because it grows back pretty quick. So like tomorrow morning, I put my hand on it. Like it's it, it's there's stu- oh yeah, it's grown back. Yeah, really yeah. that fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I came, if I like from what you're like looking, next week on a Thursday, what would you look like? Uh, I would probably have the length of hair. It would be longer than your beard, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Like, if I came in tomorrow, you would notice hair on my head. You'd be like, oh, wow, you're not joking. And you've never wanted to grow it back? 
No, never. My wife actually said she wouldn't have married me if I had hair. Okay. If she she's seen pictures of me with hair, she's like, yeah, I wouldn't have married you. Well, you were in sure. seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, but she's, you know, obviously thought I was an ugly kid. So, you know, what can I say? That's just saying. So that's the, br- the brutality of being married for 20 years, you know? Like, this like, honesty starts coming out. Like, you know, I got over that hump. She's like, yeah, yeah, you're an ugly kid. Okay. <laughs> so she, she told me straight up, I wouldn't have married you if I, if you, if, if I had known you with hair. Bald people listening are very mad at you right now. Why? Bald is beautiful, man. They want their hair, and you are just out here choosing it. Bald is beautiful. Oh, yeah, for sure. Bald chooses most Now, my son, my son has, he, he, for a while, when I had the control over it, I was shaving his head, too. Like, he wanted short hair, like me. Like, total. Well, with just, like, like a no clip or a one clip or something like that. Like a one clip. mm -hmm. Yeah. So, for a while, he did that, and then uh, he said he wanted to grow his hair out, and... That was like, it kind of hurt my feelings. I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Oh and then, but, and now it's like a thing, you know, like all the kids have their hair. And so right. it's the flow, you got to have the flow. So he's got, uh, he goes to see the barber. He goes and sees his barber every three weeks. Three weeks? Every three weeks he sees his barber. Yep. That's not in the budget, Ed? No, are you kidding Every three me? weeks. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny too, because we used to go every two weeks, every two weeks to go, because his hair is similar to mine. It grows back very quick. And the barber even said, she's like, might be able to go out to three weeks, but that's about it because your hair is, grows so fast that, like, we, you need to, if you want to keep this up, you have to have it. They just tell you that to bring you back. Well, that's fine. I mean, we've been going there for years, but uh, much like your, I, uh, we have an arrangement, let's say. I an bring, arrangement? Yes, we have an arrangement. Uh, she's tipped well, but uh, I bring the booze and the haircut is free. All right. What kind of drink are you making for the next free haircut? So, well, I, I don't know that I would be making them a drink necessarily, but I'll make you a drink. Um, so, you know, over the last few weeks, I've been doing, you know, kind of highlighting some new stuff, and I wanted to continue that trend today. Um, but at the same time, I wanted to do something today that was maybe a little bit more on the, the boozy side, alcoholic side, something stirred, more like an old-fashioned style drink, something that... Did um, you just make us a drink that was all alcohol last week? Yes, but that's... <laughs> I did make you a drink that was all alcohol, but however... That drink that was all alcohol also, you know, crush you, crush that drink, man, because like, it's like it's creamy. It's uh, yeah. oh, I loved it. Oh, uh, did you make one? No, I loved it though. Oh, okay, thank you. I guess no, I loved it. It was, it was great. <laughs> I trust you knowing my palate. Yes. So when you say I love something, then you would have you would you you would have exactly. you would have loved that drink. Yes. I, I that much I know. Uh, so this drink you probably would not love as much knowing your palate. Um, uh, looking at it, uh, yeah. but I'm sure it's a great drink. No, it's wonderful. <laughs> this is definitely something. <laughs> no, honesty, I love it. This is definitely. <laughs> this is definitely a drink for the um, you know the the person who likes more of a alcohol, like a boozy forward cocktail. Danny. Yeah, Danny. Okay. Jared. Right. Okay. Maybe, you know, likes those style drinks too. Okay. Um, but this would be, so I'm using the, the brand new or relatively new Don Julio Rosado. This is a new trend that we're seeing in tequilas now, which is the rosé, if you will, tequilas, um, by aging the, the, the tequila for a period of time in some sort of red wine barrel. In the, pa- in the case of Don Julio Rosado, they're using uh, port barrels. Um, so they let the tequila rest in the port barrels for, you know, it's not a short amount of time. Or excuse me, not a long amount of time. It's a relatively short amount of time. But it, what it does is it provides this pink hue to the tequila, and it's um, it's becoming very popular. You're seeing it more and more brands. Don Julio released one, Don Julio Rosado, which it's in a bottle similar to like 1942. Don Julio 1942 is an añejo. This one that I'm using today is a reposado tequila, which means rested in Spanish, um, somewhere between 60 days and one year of age. 
It's a more expensive tequila, uh, if I'm being honest with you. This is something that you would typically want to pour over ice or sip or, or in a cocktail that's more of a stirred like I'm going to make today because um, a bottle, I, I mean, it's going to vary from, from store to store, but let's just call it around $100, maybe a little bit more. Um, so, you know, this is something that you're going to want to um, accentuate the tequila and not maybe bury it in something with a lot of uh, ingredients, if that right. makes sense. If you're paying that much. Correct. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're not just going to drink it by itself or, you know, with a splash of something, you're going to make an elegant cocktail, but you want to taste the tequila. Right. So um, this is going to be a stirred drink. It's going to take two ounces of the Don Julio Rosado. To play on to that, um, I'm also going to add a, a Ramazzotti Rosotto, which is a uh, an Italian liqueur that is made with orange blossoms and hibiscus. The hibiscus is what gives the Don, the Ramazzotti Rosotto the color. So it is also a rose-colored beverage. It's got some sweetness to it, a very floral, um, and makes a great accent piece to this cocktail. So I'm going to add three quarters of an ounce of that. And then the last ingredient is just going to be some sweet vermouth. Obviously, sweet vermouth is is red. Um, I don't want a tremendous amount of it because I don't want the drink to be red. I want to keep it kind of pink to make sure that I'm accentuating that color. Um, so I'm only adding a quarter ounce of the sweet vermouth. Um, I'm using a brand called Dos Deos. Um, but use your favorite kind of sweet vermouth. You just don't want to use a ton of it. Quarter ounce, what that will do is that will add a lot of accent to herbaceousness and floral um, and help to give the cocktail a little bit extra backbone playing off of the flavors that the Ramazzotti and especially the Don Julio offer. Okay? Okay. Three ingredients. Stir them with ice. Strain it over a large cube or a large sphere or something like that um, into a, a double old-fashioned or a rocks glass. Um, and then you can garnish it with an orange oils or lemon oils. Um, Plop it I, in there. Just just pour it right over ice, and then you just garnish with the oils. Or I presented it without without garnish at all right. because it's just an elegant sipper cocktail like that. So three ingredients: two ounces of Don Julio Rosado, three quarter ounces of Ramazzotti Rosotto, quarter ounce of sweet vermouth, stirred, strain it over a large cube. And uh, sip away. It's 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 a really nice, more boozy style cocktail. Definitely not a brunchy one. I would call this is more of an evening style cocktail. Probably pre dinner, pre dinner, during dinner for sure. Um, uh, but it does have some nice sweetness. But you know, it's it, I wouldn't say it would be a brunchy. This will this this will get you for sure. <laughs> this will get you. Being yeah. at home would be. The best, the best part of it. At home or in a restaurant, at a bar, or something like when you're indulging. But yeah, this will get you. I mean, you generally speaking, like brunch style cocktails or something that you're like drinking all day or having several right. of. Not that you can't have several of this, you can. But they brunch style drinks are generally lower in alcohol, so you can have several of them and still feel like I can function. Um, several of these will get to you quicker. You're not functioning. Some will do better than others. Let's put. <laughs> do not get in a car. Do not drink and drive after several of these. Let's just say that. I uh, I enjoy. Our mixologist telling us this will get you like it's a threat. It's definitely the most threatening thing you said. I would call it a threat, just a fair warning. That's all. It's just a fair warning because that's what people, some people are looking for. Like they're like, man, what's going to get me? I'm like, mm, okay, I got, I got you. You know, but at the same time, you have to be able to procure something like this for yourself at home and right. uh, and, and make something very easy. And these are three ingredients that, and none of them. And I mean, the vermouth can go bad if you don't keep it properly. You just want to keep it capped and refrigerated after you open it. Um, but the other ones, just keep them out of direct sunlight. Light and you know they'll be there and ready for you whenever you want them. Can you do something other than the Don Julio in terms of the tequila? I mean, you could, sure. I mean, you could choose your favorite tequila and do it, but um, you know, if you're going to do something else, then I would, I wouldn't, I would use either another Rosado style tequila. But 
I'll be honest with you, like all the Rosado style tequilas on the market, they all taste very different. Just because they're pink doesn't mean they taste the same. Right. Some are sweeter than others because in the world of tequila, by law, you can add up to 1% of additives, right? Um, generally speaking, though, a lot of tequila brands don't necessarily tell you what's in it. Um, but they can do it legally, and that will certainly affect the flavor. So um, this drink was this drink was was made for a brand that doesn't have those type of additives to it. That's that's uh, more of an authentic rendition of what tequila is. Um, so you know, if you choose to make it something different, if you're adding, uh, if you're putting another tequila that may have additives in it, the drink could be oh, like maybe too sweet for you. So you might have to adjust it. So um, you know, it certainly can be tried. For, for sure. Um, but if you're going to do that, I would choose um, another brand that's an authentic, non-additive brand. And I would probably go with uh, a Blanco tequila so you can still have that rosé kind of color to it, right. which which will be offered from the Ramazzotti. All right, JR. I look forward to your hair being grown out next week. Yeah. Mm. Let's Good do luck. it. Let's do it. He's JR Stark <laughs> Southern Glazers, wine, spirits, and beer, our extreme mixologist. Thank you, JR. Thank you, you, guys. All right, we got tickets to give away to go see George Thorogood and the Destroyers coming to Las Vegas at the Pearl at the Palm. 702-364-1100. That's the phone number if you want to go see George Thorogood. Be caller number seven right now at 702-364-1100. Well, I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody... Except William, William Payne figured it out. Are you, are you saying right now that you're, you, you're going to retire? This is up to the university. You, you want to come back? I didn't say that. Uh, okay, but, so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, but you're I not just saying- said it. I don't know. So you don't know? Okay. I said this is up to the university. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. All right, I got to read you a tweet from CNBC. WWE in talks with state gambling regulators to legalize betting on scripted match results. Look at Danny shaking his head. <laughs> Look at Danny. That's so bad. Like, you you can't bet on right. that. How could anybody approve that? It can't be approved. It, it cannot it will be. be approved. It will be, but how can you? The <sighs> results are already scripted? Yeah. yeah, you already know. WWE, they script the results and they script a couple things during the match, and then everything else, like the two, the wrestlers will like improv. whisper to each other and improv. Okay, but the ending result is already known. Then who's betting on that? I mean, according to the story, they would not tell the wrestlers until right before the event started. But on who's winning? Yeah, but it's still script. Somebody knows. <laughs> Yeah, at that point, you're. It's who can you get in touch with in WWE to say where should I put the money? Well, now if you had a friend who knew, you'd take the bets. Well, absolutely, of course. <laughs> but like this can't pass. It it can't be allowed. It's, it's insane, right? Yeah, I mean, if you know the outcome, or if, if one person on the earth knows the outcome, you can't do that, right? Yeah, like. I understand from one standpoint that WWE, their their fan base is probably the fan base that wants to bet on everything and would love to bet on, right. even though it was scripted, a scripted result. But I don't even know how you, how do you even put up odds? Even if they approve it, how do you put up odds on a scripted result? <laughs> Someone's <laughs> a huge favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. Boy, should I bet this dog? No, don't bet him. They already know who the other guy's winning. <laughs> that. 
I don't even know. Like, how do you even approach that if you're WWE to say, yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we'll pull this off. Yeah. yeah, we script it. Yeah, we know. Like people, people complain about real sports when they bet on it and lose that it's rigged. Like that's a that's a real conversation that people have. Whether things are rigged or not. Yeah. Right. This actually is. Yes. This actually is rigged. And everybody knows it and they're right. fine with it. Unbelievable. The some of the biggest scandals in sports history are match fixing. It's right. point shaving. Right. Because it's somebody who is intentionally trying to alter a score or a result to match a betting line or something like that. And WWE's like, yeah, we well, we just script the whole thing, so right. it'll be perfectly fine if we do it. Phenomenal. I can't wait. I can't wait. Give it a year. Danny will be giving us WWE bets. I will not. You gotta talk to Damon about that one. Danny will be in there. I saw the script. <laughs> do you know how many tweets are gonna be of oh I put I got a picture of the script. Here's what's gonna happen. It's gonna happen every WWE event. Danny will be running to his phone. Somebody's gonna tweet out, here's what the script looks like. Here's what you can go bet on. We got Chris Chapman up earlier this morning. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, Good job, Chris. Coming in, chat. Yeah, Good yeah, job. Awesome. We don't have a fourth mic for you. I know. We're Ed apologizing. has been phenomenal at talking to the we fourth person in the room this entire week. Oh, Ed, Ed loves to find the person without a mic and talk <laughs> to that person. You are getting a question from Ed if you do not have a microphone. It's great. Once our new studio is completed, will we have five mics in there? Four mics? Yeah, maybe Four only two. Four and two tables.